Welcome into Behind the Helm. This podcast features myself, Chief Dowden, a recruiter for the Navy in the Indiana area. However, it was originally created by Petty Officer Levesque and myself to bring together the military past, present, and future, and to describe military life and benefits a bit more in depth to give a better understanding and to show what it takes to make the ultimate sacrifice for your country. This podcast is for anyone, not just those looking to join the military, but also for those that are in, those who have retired, those who have just finished a service, or even those that just want to learn a little bit more information. You can watch the video of this show with bonus content on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our links are in the description, but you can also just search them. No matter what platform you're on and you're just listening to the podcast right now, make sure you go to all of them, find it, like it, share it, follow it, help us get this information out there. We appreciate you and are glad that you're here to listen and learn a little bit about what it takes to be in this military of ours. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. Episode... 52. 52. 52. 52. Looking a little different. A little bit. So, obviously, last week we had posted there wasn't going to be a show uh, due to not technical difficulties. This time it was building difficulties. So, uh, the building that our studio normally is in, um, anybody in the Midwest knows we're going through a heat wave right now, and the AC went out. So, the studio got extremely hot and muggy. Uh, it just wasn't possible. Uh, and we almost didn't do it this week either due to that. So we moved to, over to Anderson, to our Anderson office. You and Shut <laughs> <laughs> up, Capital One. And uh, decided to set up here. So we still wanted to bring you a show, and we got some new content for you, but it looks a little different. So, so if this is your first time here, Finally, it's about, about time. time. Fifty-two times, mm. fifty-two chances, but you know, you're here now, so an entire deck of all cards that really. later. Yeah, wow, and you love cards, I do. Um, if this is your fifty-second time here, it's good. It's good to have you back. Have a seat. We missed you. Um, going down a, going down. What did I say? A trip down memory lane, kind of. We've kind done of. this before. We have so. As you can see in the post, um, first and foremost, I just want to put out before we get started, make sure you smash that like button down below. Fucking hit that, <laughs> that like button down below. Man, it's, it's, it, it sounds different in here, man. It's like throwing me off, man. Uh, hit that, smash that like button. Make sure you comment down below on whatever platform you're on. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you know, do what you do. Make sure you share this feed. We're also on Twitch. The link is there, so you can go to every platform we're on. Uh, and also, um, just so everybody remembers, as we talked about before, um, this is us. Like, yes, we are Navy recruiters. Yes, we are in the Navy. Um, but what we talk about does not directly reflect the views of the Navy or our command in recruiting, uh, and especially for this video. That's I wanted to get that out. So yeah. we had gone over before um, the boot camp video, as people like to call it, or making a sailor, kind of pulled that apart. Well, the Navy recently released a new boot camp video. 
Uh, not the little... Navy, though. Oh, it's not the Navy. Not the, it, it came out from Business Insider. Oh. Because they actually did a series with... Okay. They've done all of them. You can see there they did one with the Air Force. They did one with the Marines. They well, did one with Army. So. I mean, the Navy would have had to have released it, though. Yeah, the Navy gave them the but okay is... to come in and film, but it's through, sure. a, it's through a different company. They also have another one here that we could do later where they talk about all the different uniforms. Oh, nice. So... so this is from Business Insider, but it is a newer boot camp video. It's a little bit more updated. It goes into things. So what we wanted to do is we want to kind of review this. Uh, you know, we're going to play the video. We'll stop at different points because we want to explain some of the things and, like, give kind of our views and comments of why and what it's for. Um, but also, you know, to kind of – there are a few things that we can kind of uh, expand upon a little bit, I would say, right? So this is good yeah. for anybody who's – you know, looking to join or as a future sailor waiting to go to boot camp. But it's also good for those parents out there. Um, if you have a future sailor uh, that is getting ready to leave and you have questions or um, you have somebody who's there right now and you're not really sure what's going on. And for our veterans out there and for our Navy force out there that has uh, gone through boot camp before, let us show you what's a little different, shall we? So obviously it's... Um, 10 weeks now instead of eight, and they just go into some of the different things that we do. So we're going to review that today. But, uh, but yeah, first, make sure you smash that like button. Share this feed. Mm. Subscribe. Follow. Click here. Click there. Here. Yeah. Here. We'll edit that after post. I don't know. That was Someone said audio is going in and out. I think that just might be you, Cooper. I don't know. Ooh. Sounds clear to me. Are you coming at the – is he coming at the pod right now? Coming at the pot, it could be, man. Like we look, we moved to a different location, and it's always possible. All right, so seems okay. Got to get through this stupid Capital One commercial here, so put that on mute. And then I'm using now. I'm using my phone as a thing, so as a remote. we should be able to go back and forth. There we go. See, we're over here. Now we're back. Pretty cool. I know. We're always doing new technical things, which also <clears throat> tends to mess us up. But, hey, we're always trying to improve, so we really are. Probably not the best time to do it. That's all right. I mean, new setting, like, hadn't had one. You know, got to do something new. Here we all go. Right. So I think right. it's on. So I, uh, Let's make sure. You're not going to hear us. Computer audio will be on, though. Yeah, you won't hear us, but we'll be back to talk about some of these things. Get off my deck now! Get off my deck now! One, two, three! 19 This division of U.S. Navy recruits is in week three of their 10-week boot camp. Get them up, Holcomb! It's supposed to hurt! Down! They're enduring what's known as an intensive training exercise, or ITE session. Push-ups! Get there! It lasts for about 40 minutes without a break. Opposition! I told you yesterday I was going to get mine. Y'all been pissing me off for a week. Between not working together, thinking it's a joke, and it's not, you arguing not wanting to step up to lead. You're the leader you follow. That's simple. Stop with this individuality and work as a team. It takes everyone a little bit, I think, to realize the big message. We are one family. We are one team. There are no more individuals. IT is not fun. It's to help you remember what you did wrong so that you don't do it again. We had enough? 
Yes, yes, sir. No, the f we have it. This is Navy Boot Camp. Wow, pretty intense there at the beginning. Right. They really, man, they, they jumped off on that, right? They really uh, started you off in a great place, and um, they made sure, like, they they picked, like, they made sure it was like a Master Chief too, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's that? up there. That's like you an think... E9 RDC. Like, that would be horrifying. Like, it'd be crazy. So they started you out with an ITE, uh, intensive training exercise. That is not. All of boot camp, it does happen. Yeah. We talk about. It. I mean, it's kind of one of those things you expect. You see him yelling at him. You see him like the things he's saying, like you don't care, and like it, it's to get you to drive more as a team and and care more than just think about like I'm gonna mm -hmm. coast through this. Like, no, you're not. Like, not by yourself, you're not. You know. So yeah. there is a there's a reason to that madness, but I can't believe it just like starts out. Oh like yeah, that, you know, that is a terrible height line. That is not a high. That's probably they pro no because remember you got your sections like this. I don't your port, know. Like your port and your starboard sections come in like this. Oh, I guess right. You guys can't see what we're saying. You'll see it in a second. See, but um, it. Do you think that's a? You think that's a crucial part of boot camp? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I think so too. One hundred percent. When they tell you like, hey, you work out. You know, you go and do regular workouts like. Look, I tell you, like I was probably in the best shape of my life before I went to boot camp, uh, working out all the time and stuff, and I still struggled. Like it's it's the intensity. It, it's not that you. It's what you're doing, in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I could lift weights, but I'm not used to doing you know mountain climbers and eight yeah. counts and jumping jacks and like and doing them intensively. And it just you know, I mean, it Look really it really. Uh, trims you up, I think. The first one really sets the tone too. So that's true. I think the first one is like, because you don't do it until you're fit for full duty, mm -hmm. and then you get to your your actual permanent ship because you're in processing at first. Ship, and you go to your ship compartment. It's your barracks. Your barracks building. We call it ships. Getting you used to that naval terminology. For us, they went right at it. <laughs> it was like immediately when we got there. We didn't because we were push division. I talked about it before when we went yeah. over it and uh, I was on the drum line. So um, we had not gotten an ITE yet mm -hmm. and we got ITE'd by somebody at the drill hall. Like we didn't even know. Nice. We're with a division that's graduating in two weeks and we just got fit for full duty. So you know, you get used to it. Like, it becomes like a thing. You're just like, let's go. Like, you want yeah. to do it, right? Yeah. And that's where they were. So the person doing it, the RDC doing it, like, started ITE and them, like, harder and harder and harder. And then you see us, like, it mixed in there with them. Like, we're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> dude, it was it was bad. But, um, yeah, by the end of it, you, you start almost trying to get ITE just to, like, you want to work out more, you, you know. Yeah. Not everybody. All right, let's uh, let's go on. Let's go oh, on that, there we go. That's Did the one. We, that's the one we want. Yeah. They, wait, they can hear us. So wait. Okay, I figured it out. All right, here we go. Every year, more than forty thousand recruits graduate before becoming sailors and officially joining the fleet. It happens here at Recruit Training Command Great Lakes, located about 35 miles north of Chicago. RTC Great Lakes is the only boot camp for enlisted U.S. Navy sailors. Who's going to a submarine? Yeah. Why? More money? More money? Absolutely, 100%.
base pay for enlisted no sailors lies. is about $22,000 a year. Sailors commit to actively serve for at least four to six years, depending on their specialty or rate. There is no special skills required prior to signing that commitment. We were able to take any civilian off the street and transform them into a smartly disciplined, physically fit, basically trained sailor. Boot camp begins with the night of arrival. Let's go! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Buses driving from O'Hare Airport bring about 100 new recruits to the recruit in processing facility. Let's go! We want to put them in a stressful environment to show them that even though it might be stressful for them, they can get through it. You're moving too slow! And then it kind of like sets the tone for the rest of training. What the f are you looking at, guy? Where did I tell you to look? Where? Where did I tell you to look? Welcome to Recruit Training Command. I'm Chief Walters. I'll be one of your facilitators this evening. When I tell you to, you will remove your cell phone. You're going to call home. Call your parents. Call your recruiter. I don't care who. But you're going to let them know that you arrived here safely. You have one minute. Go. What up, man? Hey, I just made it in. Um, I don't have long to speak, but I just want to tell you that I made it safely, but I'm okay. You got 45 seconds. Hurry up. I'll get through it. I got to go, Mom. I called my mom. It was definitely emotional, though, because you kind of know that's the last time you're going to be able to contact your family for a little bit. Love you very much. <laughs> you guys have a good one. Bye. You understand the words coming out of my mouth? Yeah. What are you saying? Yep. Yes, Chief. What is your problem? That was good. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. He said, what are you saying yep to? Yep. You serious? I tell you, it was hard, man. Like, when I first got there, you know the hardest thing for me, and, and I know I, I, I say it to the future sailors all the time, is, like, the petty officer and, and chief and just how to respond because I'm so used to – I mean, I was older, but still anybody in authority over me, I always said, sir, ma'am, just always to everyone, you know, and so I, I, got, I got yelled at a lot for that. But, you know, this is a good point here. Like, they showed that they just got there, and they have he, – like he straight up says, I don't care who you call, call your family, call you're gonna call somebody and tell them you are here and safe. Yep. Um someone you know, needs to know. Yeah, we they genuinely do care. Like it doesn't seem like like they said, they're putting you in a stressful environment to shake you up, right? See how you're gonna operate under that stress, under that pressure, you know, make you make you th think quicker, you know, without yeah. just snap decisions and and, you know, getting military bearing and the vocabulary, like, you know, in the background, you hear him. Somebody says something. He said, yep. Who are you saying yep to? Like He's like, yes, chief. Yeah, because, like, I mean, even even now, like, even out in the fleet, like, you know, when you're talking to somebody above, you wouldn't say yep. Like, did yeah. you do this? Yep. Like, excuse me? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so they, they try to break you those bad habits pretty quick. So, yeah. Uh, first phone call. Um, very quick. Very uh, to the what's wrong? Nothing. It oh. clicked. That clicked, or was it outside? Oh, I don't know. Keep going. But uh, first phone call, you know, pretty uh, pretty stressful phone call, you know, because it's just like under fire. Everyone else is making their calls, and you know, you're hoping that they pick up. You know, you told them like be ready. Um, but my mom picked up, and she, you know, of course, wanted to keep talking and i'm like i can't talk gotta anymore go. so gotta go i think i think mom uh, i called my mom that night and i was all good actually and even calling like i was fine but then it was like when i was on the phone like i actually kind of got a little choked up i don't even know why like 
yeah. know what I mean? Like, cause it is, it's like, you're stressed out. Like they were saying it's a little emotional. Like it, it was, it was weird, you know? But yeah. then after that, it's like, let's go. Guy, what is your problem? Why are you moving so slow? You are on my time now, not your time. Hurry up. It was brutal, I won't lie. It was a uh, culture shock. You are learning pretty much how to be a new human. You do not know what the f you're supposed to be doing at any given time. You will stand at attention until told to do otherwise. At no point in time will you look a staff member in the eyes. That's rude and disrespectful, and that's the quickest way to piss us off. Is that understood? Yes, Chief. How about some motivation? Is that understood? Yes, Chief. If you guys, if anyone's going to join uh, any military branch and you are offended by cussing. It's, it's beeping out the regular ones. It's like you could say it's not because it's aimed R-rated. It's like PG-13 and certain yeah. things. Like it's going to happen. It, it is to stress you. It is to. Yeah. And but like the, the just one more thing on that, because otherwise this video will take forever. But the fact that. um he was talking about how you don't look a staff member in the eye. That was tough for me, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're staying at attention, you're supposed to look straight ahead. You don't look at them. I was raised, and he says rude. I was raised it's rude to not look at somebody when they talk to you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. that was also really hard and be very hard for people to understand. Like, when you're at attention, you are staring straight ahead. Like thousand you yards you know, there. Oh, you're my. supposed to be looking through them. Like, they, the way they say is, like, look through everything yeah. at the wall like yeah, i'm looking at the wall don't not... shift your eyes towards me because it can be you know threatening or disrespectful it's, that's just a different thing and i think that's just so much on purpose too to, yeah. to get you to break out of your own mold you know mm -hmm. make sure you smash that like button comment down below what was your scariest moment of your first night if you were in no matter what branch that when you first got there what like what were you like did this really just happen put it down below we want to see it recruits receive their ditty bags hey hurry up let's go get your socks off my table let's go which hold their different uniforms hygiene products and basic items they'll need for boot camp hurry up go 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 go, go. recruits must provide urine samples to make sure they have no drugs in their systems those who can't immediately provide a sample are ordered to hydrate until they can Although male and female recruits sleep in different compartments, some train in gender-integrated divisions. After being assigned to divisions, recruits wait to meet their Recruit Division Commanders, or RDCs. Get the up! Let's go! Turn around! Back the Signified by their red shoulder cords, these RDCs will be with the division until they graduate from boot camp. Did we say you could talk? They want to be here to be sailors. So that's our job, to train them, to help them get there. Why are we so slow? Hey, you, isn't he taller than you? Yes, chief, no chief, I chief. We're not their friends. We're here to make them sailors. Why are you looking at recruit? Do I owe you anything? You want them to be uncomfortable, right? You want to get them out of their comfort zone. Bootcamp is hard, but when you go out to the fleet, if you make a mistake, you're going to kill somebody, right? Now it's lives are at stake. So we want them to understand that, that the bigger picture. Male recruits have to shave their heads. Female recruits can pull their hair back in a bun or wear it down as long as it does not extend below the back of the collar. The new recruits pay their first visit to the galley, 
where they eat in silence and stare straight ahead until they're dismissed. Table eight, get up and get out! They'll need their strength for their first test of boot camp. Come on, push it up. An initial physical. The food, pretty good. I didn't think it was bad. Some people say it was bad. It was like full salad bar. I mean, don't eat the cookies. Like, that's, that's a trap. Don't do that. Pay for that. But I thought the food was good. You are not supposed to talk. No. And it's, it's talked about how they have to sit there until they're dismissed. Look, you got a lot to do. You're busy. Like, people don't realize, like, you're busy at boot camp. It's like from time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you don't have a, you're going to eat fast and you're going to leave. Like, you're not going to sit there for 30 minutes and stare at a wall. Like, trust me. Like, you might not even quite be done yet. Like Honestly, you're just going to be happy that you're able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's my time Especially to just first. sit there and just eat and, yeah, you, you don't, know, calm down for a second. You don't want to talk to people around you anyway until, like, later in boot camp. Like, you're just trying to get done anyway. So, yeah assessment known as the pacer test Everyone up. timed intervals of push-ups planks and running all right let's get through this stupid ad while that's playing uh, make sure you smash that like button comment down below as you can see they're doing the pacer test they're going to go into that they do that initially now, so check this out. It's a little different before you go to that running a mile and a half. So this is that initial assessment right when you first get there. So let's look at that. Chief Hedberg says, I was thinking, what did I get myself into? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, hard to be away from family at that time. Yeah, yeah it's, it was. You definitely feel it there probably more than ever. Especially in that first, in the beginning. In the very beginning, you're like, oh, no. Like, And then, it's, then it, it, it just starts coming to you. Mm -hmm. Not every recruit shows up where they need to be. That's okay. That's what we're here for. Put your hands by your side. Look at everybody else next to you. Fix yourself. If we identify individuals that are struggling, then we can curtail the training to make sure everyone's on a level play playing field to be successful. Two minutes on the left. Recruits have two chances to pass the test. If they fail, they're recycled into another division where they'll keep trying until they can move forward. In week one, recruits are tested on their ability to swim. God forbid you're in that abandoned ship scenario where you do have to leave the safety of your ship. The Navy has deemed that we need to be able to implement a swim qualification to ensure your safety and the safety of your shipmates. Everyone in the Navy has to have a third class swim qualification. The third class qualification consists of stepping from an elevated platform. Surfacing unassisted, swimming 50 yards, then doing a five minute prone on your front, known as a prone float, or on your back, known as a supine float. I knew it's the Navy, you're gonna need to know how to swim a little bit. I had swam before, but I had never jumped off a diving board. <laughs> Hitting the water, you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that to shock. But not all recruits are ready to take the leap. Some have to be pulled from the water during the test and sent to remedial swimming, where they learn the basics of being comfortable in the water. We're just asking you to try to actually calm yourself down and realize that the water is not going to drag you under. You know, you have to cooperate with it. We have a 99.97% pass rate. Uh, we have a higher pass rate for recruits that can't swim than the Navy has of making civilians into sailors. Hey! Hey!
a good stopping point, I think. Yeah. For, to just talk. So for real, um, you wouldn't think that. You'd think like Navy. Anybody think of Navy like water, like you got to know how to swim. Not true. You know, and I I know I've talked to people like, well, I don't really know how to swim. So, I, you know, I can't join the Navy. Also not true. Um, I thought that when I went in, literally in my boot camp division, there were two, three, three people that had to go to the remedial. Like, like, I don't mean like that one girl where they show where he's like step and just like shoved her, which was great. Uh, it was like they could not go. They literally said, I will drown. Like they did not know how to swim. So they did the remedial, but all three of them graduated boot camp with us. They taught them how to swim there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a little extra time in the pool, you know, a little Why? bit extra for them, but they, I mean. Why do you think he pushed her in? Do you think she, do you think basically she was like, well, it looked like she was about to leave, and it, then she probably was and then like. she stepped up, because I remember when I was up on the platform, they say step, and you're just supposed to put your foot out, and they, they do, they, they push you. Yeah, because you got to get over the. Over, but. It looked like that looked like he a said legit. step, and then she kind of freaked as he, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what I, it, they don't they don't take somebody that says I can't swim and throw them off that platform. And as you could see when it first showed the pool, there were what four or five, um, you know, rescue swimmers basically in the like not up on a plat. They're in the water. Like mm -hmm. there is no way that um, you know anybody's gonna let you drown. So you know they added. I don't think they're gonna show it, obviously, but they added like um. We were talking about it, like the lifeboat training. I didn't get to do that. You didn't. A lot of recruits now say, like, after you do the initial, you get to put on, like, the K-POC. Yeah. And, like, do the, um, you know, attach up to each other mm -hmm. and, and get in the, um, you know, inflatable. Like, and they said, like, that was actually, it was pretty fun. So, you know, I don't think they're going to show that. So we're going to roll into what's called Marlin Spiker Basic Seamanship. Uh. You know what's about to get real. It's Marlin Spike. Marlin Spike. It's like the first major team-building event where you're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sailor. Let's see it. During week three, recruits report to the Marlin Spike trainer where they get their first taste of what it's like to be aboard a Navy ship. Hand over hand, positive control. Y'all literally just did this. What is the problem? Figure Once they do get to us, there's that nervousness. They don't know anything about a ship. It's scary. It's a big old vessel in the water, right? Remove the bird's nest. We teach them about how to communicate on a ship, how to tie a knot, transitioning them to be a sailor. This walkthrough, that was the easy part. Now the pressure's on. You up, you up. Each recruit is assigned a role that corresponds to a real member of a ship's crew. Make all preparations for getting underway. With the objectives of getting a ship underway and bringing it safely into port. Make all preparations for entering port. So at the bridge at the very top, you have the boatswain's mate, and then we have our bridge phone talker. Lines three and four. Single up, bridge eye. They're going to be having comms with the other three phone talking stations down on the actual ship. Attention on deck, attention on pier. And the, the petty officers in charge relay that message to the line captain. Fake down line going inboard. Fake down line going inboard. The line captains have that script saying, single up all lines, take in all lines. Double up all lines, Who the f is talking? It's loud, it's chaotic, it's hectic. Because when they're on the actual ship, when they have actual waves 
moving that ship. They need to be calm, cool, and collected and resort back to their training. When I say prepare heaving line for heaving, that's when he comes over here. You're gonna hold this so he can tie the knot. Right. It's all about communication as well as following all the safety precautions. Anything that can get you injured, you need to make sure you're aware of what that is and make sure your teammates aren't doing it either. Watch your feet, watch your feet, watch your feet. Just standing there, they can be injured. Somebody can go overboard. Somebody can trip up on a line. Take it for myself because I've, I've eaten complete crap before, like falling on the deck of a ship, and it was not fun. One, two, three. Remove figure eights in round turn. Take figure eights off and then round turn. Move to safety zone. But seamanship starts in the classroom. What's a vast mean? Stop. Stop. Okay, next. What's next? Single up all lines. Folks will eye. All stations, single up all lines. All stations, bridge. All stations, bridge, single up all lines. Single up all, uh, single up all lines. It's like speaking a different language. You got to get the hang of it. It helps that everyone else is doing it with you. So the more you hear it, it's all around you. Eventually, you won't even think about it. Just tell him the message. Bridge, single up all lines. It's Barney style. We we break it down Barney style. Barney um, like the dinosaur. Yes, pretty much. Single up all lines, I. Perfect. Just like that. So legit, um, Marlon Spike, what, they, what they're talking about, and we were just talking about it. So we've talked about before how you were on an aircraft carrier. Mm -hmm. I was on a destroyer. Um, and being in engineering, though, I you know none of our engineers really were on line handlers because you guys are actually, I don't think people realize how much is going on when a yeah. ship's coming in, like how much you guys are prepping to pull in, pull out. Yeah, there's a stuff. lot going on. Um, but I will tell you, and on a carrier, I'm not too familiar, but I can tell you on a destroyer, um, you know, pretty much everybody gets involved in line handling. Like, you know, I'm an Aegis FC. Like, I have a, a mm -hmm. I work in electronics and stuff like that. Um, we had our own line, our CF division line yep. on aft. Uh, we were line four. And, you know, I worked my way up to be um, line POIC, you know, where I was given the the calls and stuff. And, and, they weren't kidding like when they said that it can be dangerous it, it's true um you're talking about lines moving you're, you're talking about you're being pushed in by tugs stuff like that but sometimes overseas um you know like when we went down to new orleans the the, the current's very fast um you know so you have to be paying attention and there'll be tension on those lines very quickly so you have to make sure especially as the poic that you're being cognizant because sometimes people will see something and try to react when they shouldn't you mm -hmm. don't go anywhere where a line could trap you um, you don't put your hand on, you know, like it's all for safety because there's a lot that could happen. And especially when we go overseas, cause the tugs that pull us in, don't use the type of ropes we do. So they're more elastic mm -hmm. and where ours are Kevlar. And, um, when they, when they separate, they drop, um, the ones that they use overseas are the type that when they separate, like they snap back and it can whip and like really injure you. Oh, wow. Um, so being cognizant of those things and, and, watching like seamanship is very important and it really can like if you're not paying attention it is allowed there's a lot going on a lot of orders so it, it's an important evolution i think it's a one of the fun ones yeah that you do in boot yeah camp. i think it's extremely important it's definitely the one where you really start to figure out who's who and right and they said know. week three so you haven't been there very long like you're still kind of getting the hang of things so it's kind of the first like major evolution together so then you're like yeah we're we're a team now we're cool we're cool but then they're going to show you that you're not. Yeah, pretty much. Called the Confidence Chamber. 
I don't call it the gas chamber. I don't call it the torture chamber. It's none of that stuff. It is the confidence chamber. The reason you go through this is so we can prove to you that the mask works. Does that make sense? Yes, Chief! In week four, recruits are exposed to CS gas or tear gas in the confidence chamber. Who's nervous right now? Somebody tell me why you're nervous. I'm nervous about how my body's gonna react. Body's gonna react? It's gonna react accordingly. After learning how to properly don and clear the masks, the recruits head inside the chamber and wait for their turn to step to the line at the front of the room. An instructor pours the powder inside the CS capsules onto a hot plate, filling the room with gas. Mask up, come on, let's go! Get that mask up! Get that top up! When they take off the mask, it only takes a few seconds before they feel the effects of the gas. Some recruits don't seem affected by it, but most struggle. They cup their hands under their chins to prevent bodily fluids from leaking onto the floor. What does it feel like when you take that mask off? It hurts, burns a lot. It's a good sinus clearer if you're sick. You'll be able to breathe once you leave there. Senior Group Morales, Division 205. Recruits say their names and division numbers, followed by a After about 15 seconds of exposure, they're allowed to exit the chamber. It definitely wasn't fun, definitely wouldn't, you know, sign up to do it again, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Who ya is today? Yo, where y'all at? Where my man yoman at? Man yoman. Later in week four. Man. Dude. That's awesome. Confidence chamber isn't bad. Uh, I know there were a few that went through that have gone through because they didn't do it. So um, you know, I know every branch has their own gas chamber coffee chamber type yep. thing you know smash that like button if you've if you've done that make sure to subscribe share this feed uh, and tell me what your experience was because he kind of said like you said that one guy killed it and they said like some people seem like they're not affected by it like, we had a guy that was like a two-pack a day smoker before he came i don't think it had anything to do with it but it didn't affect him like he took a breath after every word and they made him stand over the plate like it was wild but yeah it, it, some people just aren't affected yeah yeah i mean it did it cleared out my sinuses man like it showed like they were you know it showed it like for real it, yeah. you will be able you will breathe the clearest you've ever uh ever have there for that next day and it was hilarious it's it's definitely really funny you want to be like one of the first in line because you're first out yeah and you then you get to see everyone out. else come out and it's so funny it is quick it, it doesn't take long like it, it it's not like that that chief was saying it's not the torture chamber it's not the gas chamber like it's confidence chamber you have to have the confidence to do it get in get out you mm -hmm. know and it's just how does it affect you it's to show you like if if you're exposed to that that, that you can communicate you can yeah. move that you know it's working yeah you know the difference between the it working and not working the mass you know yeah. the seal you know that it's there so because yeah. you work on it before like oh that's a proper seal like you know like or you can feel it leaking by you your feel face. it leaking but when you're uh when you're in there, you definitely know when it's working or not. Because there were some people where they were already getting it mm -hmm. because their seal was not good. Mm -hmm. I think the next part that we're getting ready to watch is important, too, because 
we bring it up all the time, like me being a fire controlman, and people say like, "Oh, you fight fires?" Like, oh, you control? Well, I mean, what are you no. like an avatar? Or something? Yeah, like yeah, I'm firebender. But um, everybody on the ship learns firefighting. It's a big thing, and you know, there's been um, you know, major casualties in the navy that because of the training that we give to every sailor is the reason that um less lives were lost and mm-hmm. ships weren't lost so um when you're in training here you actually do fight you know not out of their controlled fires nice yeah we got to put on yeah, the I forgot put on the paradise scene um we do it, it's a real fire like you can feel it like it's there, there's there's some heat you know yeah. and they show you the different types of fires electrical and this and that like you're not gonna spray water on electrical fire you know, and they show you how to do that. So we're getting ready to take a look at that. It's probably one of the, I think this was the funnest evolution for me because at yeah. this point I was kind of loosened Recruits up. Recruits are trained yeah. to fight fires. You never know when a simple fire will break out on board the ship. Any sailor needs to be ready to combat that fire to save the ship, aircraft, submarine, you name it. Controlled fires fueled by propane tanks simulate different types of fires that could occur on a ship. A lot of them don't understand that pressure that comes through the hose. As soon as you open up that nozzle, all that pressure starts to push you backwards. They kind of hold it nonchalantly a little bit. It was one of the most hands-on experiences we got to do. Part of the teamwork that helps you realize that there's going to be points where your life is going to be in the hands of another person. It's important to pay attention because if you're not doing things correctly, you're putting someone else in danger. Recruits train to safely fire the M9 Beretta pistol as well as to assemble and disassemble it. A lot of people that come through here have minimal to zero experience. If something's incorrect, we, we fix it right away. If we see that some of them are kind of just a little bit too nervous, we'll talk to them, make sure that they're mentally okay, and make sure that they feel safe and they feel like they're in a good environment. Why should Navy sailors need to be qualified to shoot weapons? I would say most typically on watch, that's when we have to stand watch and provide some sort of security. If someone steps on board a vessel, anything seems kind of weird, um, kind of sketchy, then we would have to employ that weapon if things start to escalate. They did that one quick. Yeah. So can we we be heard now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the two things there, I mean, they did the firefighting really quick. Um, Firefighting is good. And then live fires, it's a little, live fire is stressful because you have to, you got to remember you're recruits right now and they're not really taking any chances. You do have a live weapon in your hand. Uh, it is an M9 pistol. A uh, little, I don't want to say easier to do something wrong than with a rifle, but less noticeable, right? Yeah. Um, I am a smart marksmanship instructor. I'm a Sammy, so that GM2 is a Sammy. Um, we go to a special school uh, to learn how to instruct that, to lead that. Um, you know, and it's important that you understand the weapon. Like, that's why they have them pulled apart. It's a lot of classroom time before you just fire it. Yeah. There's there's dry fire time um, before you actually go and fire it. Uh, and it's a very specific course of fire. Um, and I will say, because like somebody said, why do they have to be qualified on that? It's for watch standing, but also on the ship if it were ever infiltrated. Uh, and I know my first thought is most, like, because we were talking to the Air Force recruiter, you know, they do rifles and stuff. Most people always do rifles. And in boot camp, we only do pistols. And when I first came and I thought pistols, that's officers carry pistols. Like what, you know, 
Um, but you got to think about it. when you're on a ship, you know, the, the P ways and stuff are very small. It's tight quarters. So a, a pistol is a lot easier to maneuver. It's, oh, you almost got to think of it like an urban environment. Like that's why police officers, you know, carry pistols, not, you know, they're not strapped with an AR. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool. And then you can do more weapons later on, yep. obviously. So yep. we're rolling into, did they, uh, did they give you a shotgun to shoot? When I was there, um, what's wild is is that on the ship you only have to have so many people qualified on the shotgun. Uh, it shoots double lot buck, and it's a twelve gauge. It's it's an M five hundred. It's Mossenberg, uh, but flex the knowledge. It's yeah. It's um. It's for breaching. Like it's really the only reason. And you think about it, you know, you got it's ball bearings basically, right? You shoot that down a metal hallway. Metal yeah, hallway. Like, yeah. Bounce around. Oh everywhere. yeah, into a metal room. Um, they did when I was there, cause you're going to qualify for watch standing on a pistol and on a rifle and M16. Um, we don't stand watch standers with a shotgun. At least we didn't on the small boy on the destroyer. Uh, but they did when I was in boot camp. but it was the simulator. Oh no. They put a real shotgun, but we had to, we loaded it though, but it was like, it was, nah, it was he just up like air. Nah, like we were doing live fire and they just handed us a shotgun, but like they held on to us when we did it. It was really weird. That's what you're saying. When we went through, we did the live M9 and we did the shotgun, but it was the air like hooked up to the air simulator, but we oh. still loaded. I d we did not shoot a live one and you don't get a qualification for yeah. the I shotgun. I felt like they were just doing it just to like, hey, have some fun. Like, well, because we do, because you get for your rifle and pistol, that's two separate medals you can get, right? Depending on if mm -hmm. you get just qualified sharpshooter expert and there's nothing for shotgun. Um, so why they do that at boot camp, I'm not really sure. It, yeah. it, unless it's just they have ammo to burn or to have a little bit of fun. So yeah. let's, uh, as far as live fire, if you have any stories about that or, or if you enjoyed it uh, or your firefighting, because my favorite firefighting was doing the Charlie fire, which is the electrical fire. And they said to come in there and motivate me and you have to ground it. And when I fought the fire, I just yelled Murica at the top of my lungs. And the DC one that was in there just started laughing and said, get out. Like, uh, it was fun. It was mm -hmm. fun. So make sure you smash that like button. Subscribe. Share. Boot camp culminates with an event known as Battle Stations. It happens inside this building, which may not look like much from the outside. But inside, the recruits encounter this the USS Treyer. It's a two-thirds scale replica of a Navy destroyer ship designed and built by companies that created attractions for Walt Disney World. Good evening, Division. Battle Stations is an accumulation of every training evolution you've done throughout BASIC, mixed with a little bit of sleep deprivation. <laughs> so I think it's the closest thing any of us are gonna get to what being on a ship's like. Although the Navy agreed to let our crew film parts of the Battle Stations event, we weren't allowed to show major details of the scenarios or solutions to the problems recruits have to solve. This is a really good point. Uh, we were talking about this. When you showed this to him, I'm like, whoa, because legitimately, when you go through Battle Station beforehand, you have to sign what's called a page 13, basically a disclosure saying that you are not going to um, discuss this uh and it is because it is it is strictly built like they said it i mean they brought in people to make this as real as you can like when we went in i mean they're playing like the sounds you hear the ocean and like seagulls and like it 
it's about as close as it can be without being on a ship. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of problems. Uh, I'm not going to go into any of them, but there are different problems and there's different events that you have to complete kind of puzzles, if you will, that you have to solve that could be real issues that you could encounter on a ship, real casualties, real um, major issues. So if they're just giving out those solutions to people, it, it takes the fun out of it, really, because it was fun. Like you mm -hmm. have fun with it. It's stressful. You learn how to do things. But I will still tell you before we move on, and for those of you who are out there who have been through this, I think that you are going to be surprised at how much they allowed them to show of this. But what I will say is, and I think they say it, is that there are major casualties that it's designed after, major casualties that the, the Navy has had in the past. And that's what they kind of designed a lot of the things off of. So you're going to get to see that a lot more than I think anybody's ever seen before without being there. So it goes over 17 different scenarios from firefighting to seamanship, first aid. So all of those combined into one special night. A special and long night. Recruits are not allowed to sleep during the event. Doors closed. Who are you telling? I do not are care. you telling me? Are you telling Petty Officer? Or are you telling your CLS? Tell the CLS! Doors go COS! When they say when you get the fleet, you gotta be able to handle sleep deprivation, you really do. You have to be able to handle doing the right thing, even when it's very stressful, even when you're cold, wet, tired, sleepy, and even when your peers may not be in the right mindset either. The first scenario we saw involved a burst water pipe in a room full of ammunition shells that recruits had to move while trying to patch the pipe. If you can't do it their firefighting skills to put out a fire that breaks out on board. We have all the sound effects, the lighting, the smoke, just because we want to make sure it's as realistic as possible. Uh, once you go out to the ship, if there is ever, you know, emergency situation that happened, we want to kind of reflect that here. We were allowed to film inside one of the training areas built to resemble the damage suffered by the USS Cole in the deadly attack in October of 2000, with details down to the clock on the wall, which is stopped on the minute the real attack occurred. But when the scenario starts, recruits don't notice such details. They have to locate and evacuate a casualty through thick smoke, over obstacles, and in total darkness. Some people like working under stress because they say pressure either produces diamonds or it bursts pipes. It was really fun. I would definitely do it again, maybe after a full night's rest, but I would 100% do battle stations again. It's a night I will never forget. After Battle Stations is complete, recruits line up in front of the USS Trayer to receive their Navy ball cap, symbolizing their transition from recruits to Navy sailors. They realize everything that they have done thus far, all the, the blood, sweat, and tears they shed, they finally earned their Navy ball cap, and it's a proud moment for all of them. That morning was extremely emotional. I was definitely more proud of that than anything I've ever done before. Nothing compares to that moment. 
friends and family gather to um we were saying uh the the part there where there was all the damage and it um you know it's supposed to the coal be yeah supposed to represent the damage that was caused during that attack man it was very disorienting very it was it was really dark um they fill it with smoke i mean but it's really like what it was i mean it was a tangled but mess they, they quite literally gave away everything in that part ah, that to me to me a little bit that is the most intense part yeah of the entire evolution was that like it, yeah because i don't remember a lot i mean i remember a lot of the other stuff and we won't go into it yeah we won't go like into we're, it. you know yeah. we did sign on page 13 uh but not not business insider yeah but that was not that was probably one of the most memorable and not even realizing at the time that it was a USS Cole. And then, like, later, obviously, I served on the Cole. But, um, you know, that was probably one of the most intense moments. And then we were talking, too, like, with the water, with the burst water pipe. I remember mm -hmm. that water was – well, I was – I don't know if it mattered what time of year because I was there in the winter. That yeah, water was, was cold. It was very cold. And then that fire that you fight there is different than firefighting. Like, that fire was hot. Like, it was legit. I mean, all fire's hot. I get it. But there's a lot of cool stuff you do there that we won't go into that's yeah. not – it's not necessarily about um, casualties. No. There's a lot of other a, stuff you there's do. There's a lot of, yeah, and there's stuff that you hadn't really been taught, but you've been taught how to read, like, what you need to do, yep. right? So yep. it, it is, there's a lot of fun stuff that you do, and then, you know, showing people crying, like, putting on their Navy ball. We were both yeah. saying, like, we both did. Everybody did. You do, like, you're tired. It was a long night. It, that's super early in the morning. You're up all night. Um, and you know, it, it's that moment where they're telling you that you're no longer a recruit. That's the last stamp you need to be a sailor, you know? So you get that. It's like, man, finally, like I'm done with this, you know, I'm moving forward. And it is, it's a proud moment. You know, they play some patriotic music, won't give it away, play some patriotic music, you know, get you. So, um, you know, you still do that and then you roll into week 10 and we're getting ready to roll into graduation. Um, but again, like if, if you remember like battle stations, smash that like button down below. Make sure to comment, subscribe, share this feed, you know, and if you've been through battle stations, don't don't give anything away here because, look, I, I'm going to tell you straight, honestly, we're going to delete it because I want every person to be able to go through that, and I think the surprise of it, it like, it's what makes it fun. So, mm -hmm. most definitely. Uh, someone said, as uncomfortable as the conference chamber was, OC was worse because <laughs> oh, yeah. the effects last much longer. Yeah, you but don't... Both are very survivable. Yeah, you don't get OC sprayed um, in boot camp. That's much later. You have to be a watch stander. And, and yes, OC, they they call it uh, devil's pee. Uh, and it's about closest to the truth. Like, it is it is miserable. Um, but you have to know that, like, in a situation, if you have to use it. Yep. Because if it's in a room or whatever, it, it spreads. Like, so you have to kind of know what that effect feels like to be able to... And yep. that's the reasoning behind it. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I would probably rather stand in the confidence chamber again than get OC sprayed again. <laughs> Witness their new sailors graduate before joining the fleet. You see the change. You have some recruits that you never thought they were going to make it past training. But once they graduate and you see that, wow, they grasp the point of this, you know they're going to be out there, out in the fleet. It's really rewarding. Seeing recruits come off the bus with long hair, not knowing their left to the right, not knowing how to wear a uniform, and seeing that transition that they make from a civilian 
to a recruit, to a sailor, is truly eye-watering and truly a blessing. So all in all, I don't, it's different. It was a little updated. It doesn't go as much into detail, but I think it, it showed a lot of the big points. You know, it showed a lot of, of things. It kind of showed some updates to a few yeah. things, you know? Just yeah, a little, little bit, bit more. I felt like it was a little bit more raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. The real intensity of the IET, the. Yeah, and, that, and it's on purpose. And as, as you go. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm getting it. No, like these RDCs, like we have to go to a special, they go to a special school for that. Like they basically um, go back to boot camp themselves uh, at about three times the intensity. Oh, yeah. From what, what I've been told. Like it's, you know, they, they go through it and, uh, you know, bless them, man. I don't know I'd want that job. We were just talking about it, you know, because your RDCs, they come in, they wake you up. You know what I mean? They yeah. uh, they put you to bed, so they're leaving after you, and they're they're not living on base, and then they're coming in to wake you up. So, you know, I think that's rough. I think my my mic has been like different the whole time. Oh, what do you mean? Because I had this. Was it in mono or something like that? And yeah, maybe that's why it was mine's kinda... gonna sound way different. Well, but whatever. That's what happens when we got to move because I think I act. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. If you want to watch that bonus content, make sure to head on over to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, where it is available right now. No matter what platform you watch or listen to this show on, make sure you like it, follow it, share it, hit the bells, do whatever it takes to help grow this channel. You can also watch the episodes live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the description, but you can find it by searching Behind the Helm on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Thank you again, and we hope to see you next time.